The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Thank you. It's good to good to sit with you. Um, so on Tuesday, said um, that a core core mechanism of action uh, in Dharma is attention attention therapy and um and yesterday said uh, that the dharma is a kind of cognitive therapy and they interact attentional stability makes the learnings uh, sink in deeper and today uh the characterizing the dharma as an exposure therapy Uh, moving towards that which we habitually avoid. And virtually every therapy, psychotherapy, group approaches, no matter what its name, has exposure as a core component. And that is a function of the pervasiveness of experiential avoidance defined as the unwillingness to remain in contact with unpleasant thoughts, memories, emotions, other private internal experiences, and taking steps to alter aversive experience or the event that elicited that experience. And um, experiential avoidance is is known as a, a, a transdiagnostic risk factor. It's across a wide range of psychological distress. Um, ex- there's experiential avoidance. So this is um, Hayes, 1996. Many forms of psychopathology are not merely bad problems, They are also bad solutions based on a dangerous and ineffective use of experiential avoidance strategies. Instead of encouraging people to use more clever ways to fight and win this war with their own thoughts, feelings, and bodily sensations, the ubiquity of problems associated with experiential avoidance suggests that it might be safer to help people step out of this war altogether. Experiential avoidance, uh, we often talk about it implicitly in the Dharma world, but it um, manifests in different ways. Been characterized, and there's not a definitive list, but been operationalized as um, procrastination, distraction, behavioral avoidance, Difficulty enduring distress, aversion to distress, and repression, denial. And so exposure therapy in the psychotherapeutic world involves the deliberate approach of anxiety-provoking stimuli, people, activities, places, other internal experiences, 
with um, the ultimate goal of changing emotional and behavioral responses to to uh, life's experiences. And we do this to habituate and become desensitized to the fear, to disconfirm catastrophic beliefs around the feared outcomes. If I feel this, if I do that, if I encounter to, to de-catastrophize and to develop new learning to actually form associations between the feared experience or object and the experience of safety. And in clinical situations, um, you kind of create a hierarchy of exposures. So in like a snake phobia, just to be very simple, the example I usually give, give a kind of rationale for the treatment and develop some access to tranquility, to ease, and then gradually introduce more and more anxiety provoking experiences. So first you're writing the word snake and then seeing a picture of a snake and then walking past a pet store and then, you know, getting close to the snake and holding the snake. And then, then you kind of graduation day is the boa constrictor kind of wrapped around your shoulders or whatever. And you're at ease. Yeah. It's called systematic desensitization. And uh, the Dharma is unsystematic exposure therapy. The Dharma is exposure therapy for samsara, for this realm, exposure therapy for samsara. Because we know as practitioners that... um, Anything that can disrupt our peace will. Yeah. That is the logic of the Dharma. Anything that can disrupt our peace will. And uh, that means that this is the path of purification. And freedom is uh, the uprooting, often characterized enlightenment as the uprooting of greed, hate, and delusion. But that entails a deep, intimate contact with those forces. We cannot live in fear and obedience to the forces of greed, hate, and delusion. But that means we're going to have to feel our way through them. And so every time I get hungry, I can't eat. Every time I'm angry, I can't yell. Every time I'm anxious, I can't ruminate. We practice new strategies. We have these familiar ways we neutralize aversive experience. And in Dharma, we experiment with relinquishing the usual ways we neutralize and soothe aversive experience. And so purification is its own kind of unpleasantness, but it's wholesome unpleasantness. Yeah, you can taste taste the relief in it. Yeah. 
the unpleasantness is it's there the unpleasantness of purification for sure is is dominant but you can also sense things getting lighter one of my teachers shinzen young says we develop a taste for purification University College uh, London survey uh, published a prominent uh, journal. 1,200 meditators, researchers were uh, assessing uh, unpleasant experience in meditators. And um, in this survey, they found that 26% of meditation practitioners reported particularly unpleasant experience associated with meditation. And they found strong evidence for an association between particularly unpleasant meditation-related experiences and retreat. Yeah. Mm, That's funny. That's funny to me. 26%. Yeah, unpleasant experience. And the very obvious question is, what on earth are the other 74% doing? As um, our attention stabilizes, um, we get bigger and bigger doses of dukkha, of suffering, our suffering. And samadhi, the attentional side, the, the samadhi lubricates the mind. And so where it goes, it really goes. We see this very clearly in retreat, where it goes, it really goes. And our peace at some point gives way to purification. Whatever happiness or ease, tranquility, that gives way. And we move from the mode of abiding in some peace to purification and In purification, we're called to make peace with primal forces that disrupt peace. And sometimes really intense high affect states of rage or terror, helplessness. And we just keep making peace with our conditioning. We just keep making peace with our conditioning. This is the exposure therapy dimension of Dharma. And in that exposure, we change our conditioning. We develop new understandings, more degrees of freedom. Michelle McDonald, uh, who speaks so beautifully about all of this, says, um, we develop a relationship with everything so that we're not afraid of anything. Read a, um, <clears throat> a story story about a, a mathematician, kind of, kind of very major impact on the field and then kind of vanished and vanished into some some loops of 
isolation, pain, not totally clear, but um, something from one of his his journals, yeah, reminded me of uh, this theme today. I know that there is nourishing substance in everything that happens to me, whether the seeds are by my own hand or by others. It is up to me to eat it and watch it transform into knowledge. I've learned that in the harvest, however bitter, there is substantial flesh, which is up to us to nourish ourselves with. When this substance is eaten and has become part of our flesh, the bitterness, which was only the sign of our resistance to the food intended for us, has disappeared. So dharma, dharma is a, a exposure therapy for samsara. Offer this for uh, consideration. Pick up what's useful. Leave behind what is not. So thank you, uh, thank you all. Happy to uh, be be with you, and um, we'll keep going tomorrow. Yeah, have a, have a lovely lovely day. Whatever that means, whatever lovely is supposed to look like today, may it be lovely.